Good evening, Robin Moore. How the hell are you? I'm fantastic now. Look, I'll do anything to get away from you. I'll go into ICU if I have to. (laughs) For nine days. But you can run, but you can't hide. No, I'm here now and I'm at your disposal. And it's lovely to say good day to everybody watching. Absolutely. There's a lot of very excited people uh, that are joining us tonight because um, they remember your magnificent uh, conversation with our group. It was almost two years to the day. Yes, and I believe you heard the band on the Derwent again. So I hope you had a great time in Tassie again this year. It was a great time. The only bad news was we walked onto the boat. So our little trio, the Chuck Norris Orchestra, walked onto the boat to set up. And as we're setting up, the guitarist says, oh, sorry, guys, I'm moving to Launceston. It's all over. (laughs) So I don't think it affected us much. Until then. So now we're now a duo. Uh, but anyway, life Never goes mind. on. So are we finding you well and and your normal, happy, enthusiastic yeah. self? I'm, I'm better than ever. Yep. Better than ever. Yeah, I had a complete lube job, so that was all, all good. <laughs> Put you up on the lift, checked it out. <laughs> all good. Yep. All, all good, good, mate. Yep. Fantastic. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. We were a bit worried there for a moment. It sounded a bit serious, but you you have overcome I have. I have indeed. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So um, you've never been on this before. Builder's Problem no. Solved is is all about solving builder's problems, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of nice and coincidental because that's what the name of the show is called and that's what we do. So it all worked out really well. Um, and we, we were wondering what to to have a conversation about and I, I knew whatever we spoke about this evening, it, it's it's just going to be brilliant because I have, you know, I'm going to blow a bit of wind up your kilt now if you don't mind. <laughs> Does it hurt? <laughs> you, you tell me. You let me All right. know. Um, the reason I, I am, I, I feel blessed to have um, Robin on the show. I, I feel so lucky to be able to call Robin a friend. Uh, because I have I have seen her speak to crowds and groups multiple times over the last however many years. I had the opportunity to. We went on tour. We had a. We didn't have a tour bus. We were just in somebody's car, weren't we? Whose car was it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember you. <laughs> somebody's car and, and Mary Dwyer. And Mary Dwyer. Three. She's doing amazing things at the moment. I I saw a video of a book launch uh, a few months ago, and it was just wow. Um, yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but the 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 thing that always sticks out for me with Robin is just her ability to get a message across uh, and have it remembered. Like one of the best communicators I've ever witnessed ever. Uh, oh, and and you know, I, I the one thing I, I remember is this: uh, you stood in for somebody. Um, in, it was a Hobart business luncheon uh, and, and I just happened to be there and I was sitting amongst all of these business people with suits and whatever. I think I was in my track pants and uh, <laughs> and it was just amazing. And you stepped in for somebody at the last minute and did this presentation and everybody was in stitches, laughing, laughing, laughing. And then in a heartbeat, you had businessmen in tears. And then laughing again, you know, and Mm. I just thought this person has a gift um, and I just so enjoy speaking to you and listening to you 
Uh, and I'm I'm sure that uh, all the people listening t- tonight are going to have that same opinion, particularly if they haven't heard you before. But the mm-hmm. topic that we want to we want to cover because it's really relevant as far as builders are concerned. And just to bring you up to speed, you know, we, we've obviously got builders business black belt. They're the people you've spoken to, mm-hmm. but the people that we're speaking to. Uh, by and large, this evening is a group called Builders in a Circle, and there's about three hundred odd people in this in this group. And the yes. purpose of this group is is to help builders overcome the unnecessary challenges that are in the building industry and running a building business. And I say unnecessary because most of the pain that we have, uh, the stress that we have, um, the issues that we need to deal with are of our own doing because we tend to follow a broken model. So what I want to do is tap into your thoughts about what are the challenges of following the herd? Yeah. I'll stop Um, talking for a while. (laughs) Well, following the herd, I mean, we we like to be with everybody else and feel safe and comfortable, but it's, um, it's really going to thwart uh, your uniqueness, um, and it takes a lot of courage to jump away from the herd and, and stand on your own two feet and alone sometimes. And leadership is about standing alone a lot of the time and uh, to thine own self be true. So it's about who you're being as a leader in your business uh, rather than what you're doing. Once you get your being uh, right and aligned with that, then your doing can take place uh, from that stance. But I, I remember um, distinctly at six and a half years of age having a really rich experience where I realised I was never going to run with the herd. And uh, my dad was a stockman. I was born in Tassie but grew up in the outback in Queensland. So is this a metaphor and, uh, or, or are you talking about running around with no, cows? <laughs> no, I, uh, I, yeah, there were a lot of cows on this cattle station, naturally. <laughs> my dad was the head stockman and um, he had a terrible accident where a horse crushed his spine. Wow. And, um, but out there in this life, this freedom, I had no shoes, I had correspondence teaching, I just ran wild like a little warrior and that was my life. Uh, all my toys had voices and so I became a voiceover artist. I got an apple box and made it into a switchboard and wanted to talk to the world and now I speak to, around the world. But that little girl, um, when Dad had the accident, we moved to Melbourne and they opened a bakery shop. Dad was a great shearer's chef and a uh, cook. And um, I, I was at this Sunday school picnic and um, they had a, a running race and I thought, oh, Man, I'm like, I'm going to kill these kids. I'm just going to run like the wind. And this old minister lined everybody up in a straight row. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the ready, set, go. And I'm just going to take these kids out, you know. And all of a sudden, he got everybody to turn around sideways and then run single file, you know, just step, 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 single file so that the person on at the front won and the person at the back was the loser. Yeah. And, and I just get, I remember getting so angry as this little kid and just thinking, nobody, nobody is ever gonna, gonna hold me back and, and have me in that line just jogging with the rest of the people. Like I'm never going to be in that position where I can't break free. So I, I think it stayed with me all of my life. And I've had great mentors. My my mum 
never stayed with the herd. She um, she was held a prisoner when she was a little girl. She was given away to a teacher in a grade five because my that. nan thought she'd get a great education, but the teacher held her a prisoner and tortured her. Uh, my mom escaped when she was 18 and took on 15 hairdressing salons, two boarding houses, four restaurants, did houses up and sold them, was Australia's first female real estate agency manager. I mean, she just knew how to break away from the herd. And, and I think, you know, using adversity as that jumping point too, it's great to actually uh, have some adversity. I think without that, you become a very boring flatline kind of person. So always embrace the challenges that you mentioned, you know, in the building industry. I'm not a builder, but in every business, and I have my own business, there are challenges. And that's why it's really great to embrace them because there's the opportunity to bust bust out and break free. Yeah. Um, my mum, um, the 15 hairdressing salons, were in little tiny towns around Tasmania and that came from her passion to see, oh, this town doesn't have a salon. How do women feel beautiful? I'll build a salon there. I'll open a salon there. She used to hire rooms in hotels um, for the for the day and every week um, in Bichino, the Silver Sands would have one room which became a salon. <laughs> Um, in Triobana, a little east coast town, she had a room there, you know, one day a week where women in Triobana could come and feel beautiful. Yeah. Um, her first um, real estate agency was in a hairdressing salon in 1962. You know, that cross-marketing that people rave about now, my mum did that naturally because yeah. she had experienced adversity yeah. and uh, nothing was going to stop her after that. Yeah. So great, I just great love examples it when of break free, you know, of um, <clears throat> not not doing it the way that you see everybody else doing it. Like some of the things you said, that you know, even if you said something like that today, they go, oh, you, "You can't do that." And, can't and so do that, yeah, yeah, you, and, and that's the sort of thing that we get. Uh, I have lots of conversations with builders, and you know that. Everyone watching will have heard me say this before, but one of the biggest challenges we we have conversations about is charging for quotes. And all of our Black Belt members are fully aware that you are a professional, you are giving of your time, your intellectual property, your experience, you need to be paid a fee for that. It's, it's part of the process. Absolutely. And if you're going to be a professional, you have to behave like a professional. I mean, how do you expect people to see you as a professional if you're going, oh, well, you know, mate's rates, mate, oh, I couldn't possibly charge you. That's not being professional. That's being a dickhead. You know? <laughs> and you're selling yourself short. Um, you know, one of the learning experiences when you have your own business is to actually get your own worth. Mm. And I charge a lot as a speaker because I know I'm worth it. You know, and people say to me, I'm 68 now, and people seem to be amazed. You know, they say, oh, my God, our whole culture changed after an hour talk as though it's some sort of magic and I kind of fluked it. Yeah. And so I now, you know, I've got the courage as an older woman to just say it's not an accident. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, and as builders and professionals, Hold on to that professionalism, know it, claim it. You know, the, the Jesuits say, name it, claim it, 
aim it out into the world. So name that you are a professional, claim your professionalism, and then aim it out into the world by having uh, a fee for a quote, um, by ex- having certain expectations, having um, you know, rules and regulations, having great ethics, having a code of conduct, you know, dressing well and have your team in uniform, whatever. Everything you do has yeah. to look um, professional and has to represent you as a professional. Now, I'm not a builder, but at this very moment, we are crazy, my husband and I. He's 71 and I'm 68, and we are about to build our first home on five acres. You should be downsizing and going to a little place now. We're doing completely the opposite. So I'm in that conversation and we have chosen a beautiful builder and he is a professional. And what I love about him is his passion draws forth his professionalism. Um, We invited him to the turning of the sod on our land, which happens to be my grandmother's thinking paddock. So she used to do her thinking underneath the she-oaks on this paddock in Tasmania. And so I invited our builder down there because I was going to say a few words at this ceremony and I wanted him to hear our story. And he loves the story so much. He's told us that he's actually been down to the block three times to just go down there and sort of be in that zone in that, um, you know, suck in that culture because he's part of a family that lived down there too. So um, I love that part of his professionalism where he's aligned with our vision. Um, Just recently, another part of his professionalism was we had to have the architect meeting with the builder to sign the builder's contract. Now, our architect happens to be our youngest son. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those builder contract signing, you know, deals Uh, are over in a flash, but I was really proud of the professionalism of the builder and our son, the architect, because that was a four-hour meeting. Mm. Daniel, my younger son, read every single clause and there's 60 pages. Now, a lot of people would just go, oh, mate, mate, you'll be right, mate, you know, just sign there, mate, you know, and, and, and the, the, the you know the, the clients wouldn't have known all the little nuances and the idiosyncrasies and all of those conditions. I learned so much, and I was really proud of our son because he never faltered. And he'd say, "Now, what that means there is this and this and this." And he gave us all the clarity. I didn't know, for instance, that if I moved a box of stuff onto the site, that our builder could actually say, "That's it." You've taken over possession of your property. Thank mm. you. Goodbye, Dick. I'm going now. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know. So we learned all of those rules. I learned that I can't just pop down there and have a look at the block and take some friends down. I've got to ring the builder yeah. so that he can manage his professionalism and make sure that we're safe, you know, make sure that we don't go too close to the footings or, or whatever. Um it was all this beautiful professional conversation. Yeah. So, you know, you- it's, it's a great thing to step back and look at your um, behaviours, no matter what business you've got. Um, I often share the story of my mum being diagnosed with Alzheimer's and how we had a complete shift around life because my mum could only remember for 30 seconds. And I may have shared this, I think, with you guys two years ago, um, that she taught us everything is the first time. Mm. You know, and and we live first-time life now. She's been dead eight years, but, 
you know, um, every talk I do is first time. I don't just insert date here. Every building you do is first time. Every client you have is first time. Every bit of land is first time. Every time you engage in this new venture, it's first time. So don't just rely on, oh, well, you know, that's how we did it last time. Begin again, begin again, begin again. And what you get to to experience is an abundance. You get an abundance of satisfaction, an abundance of relationship with your client um, because there's all those other new beginnings that you have, finding out their dreams and desires, you know, saying this is who we are in our company, uh, these are our our codes of conduct. What we promise is, you know, be promise keepers. Mm. Um, that's very with, important. With I have lots of conversations with builders that aren't in in black belt, but it, I mean, and it's happened with builders in black belt as well. And I just love your thoughts on um, even methods, if you like, of of building your own self confidence. Because there are plenty of builders that I have spoken to that completely agree with the theory of what I'm talking about, and agree that they should be paid, and agree that they're giving away the, you know their time when they shouldn't be, and property yes. intellectual property and 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 knowledge, but they some they just can't seem to to muster the confidence to look somebody in the eye and say I will do that for you. There's a fee for it, of course, and you would understand, and uh, you know, and it's all fair and reasonable. They they just don't have the confidence to do that. What what could you say about that? I think you have to just uh, in the very very initial stages of this, you say this is who I am as a builder. I have a fantastic reputation. We've been in this industry for 20 years. We won this award for such and such, very highly regarded in our community. And we charge for this quote that I'm about to give you. You know, I'm going to do this quote, and that's because we're good. Mm. And you have to be willing to lose that job. Yes. You have to be willing to lose it, but stand your ground and state your claim. This is, this is who I am. This is what I can do for you, and you can count on us to deliver this and this and this. You can count on us to listen to you. Mm. And what we want from you is that you listen to us, you know, so that you create listening agreements. It's ruth- ruthless compassion. If you set up all of those rules in the beginning, you'll have a, a seamless kind of relationship. Any breakdown occurs, I think, because oh, there are no agreements in the first place. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're so afraid of saying this is how this works. This is who I am. This is what I can do for you. You can count on me too. Yeah. Now, what I need from you is, you know, are you willing to pay for my services? Yeah. Because I'm not going to do this quote unless you honour my professionalism. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how it is. Yeah. So you're do we proceed to the next the, step? The, right. the rules for the relationship yeah. up yeah. front, you know, and I think yeah. that's something mm. that, that I try to get across all of the time, guys. Start strong because mm. how, however you, you present yourself right in those initial moments kind mm. of sets up the, the relationship dynamic for, for the future. And, and if you start strong, I think people have confidence in you. You don't need to be arrogant, but you need no, to be. No, no, it's not an arrogance. No. Yeah. It's ownership. It's um, you know, as a speaker, I'm I'm paid half half the money up front. Yeah, 
you know, and if I suck and, I, you know, then I return the money. I've never had to return any money yet. <laughs> so you've never had that. She sucked. She, she really sucked. <laughs> in America, it's very funny. I, I, I did the global Make-A-Wish conference in LA and Disneyland and there's 1,000 people from Make-A-Wish from all around the world, and I was introduced and they all stood up and, d- and gave me a standing ovation at the beginning. And, nice. you know, my Australianness came out and I said, sit down, sit down, <laughs> for goodness sake, I haven't spoken yet, I could suck. And then they all kind of looked around because, you know, they all, they thank you at the beginning. Yeah. So, and no, it's it's not about being arrogant. Um, there's, a, there's a really big difference between, you know, being an arrogant sod and taking own ownership. You You're know, speaking it's, to it's, builders here, you can say whatever you like. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I had to sort of amend that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, take ownership. You have a gift. God, I'd kill to be able to be a builder. I'm, I have so much admiration for people who can build houses. Mm. Own, own it. Grab hold of it. Me Cut too. It. Like, Kiss I, it. You I, know? I can do things fairly badly. <laughs> But I just see these guys, what they do, and they seem to do it so effortlessly. Yeah. And and they really are special. And they do not, for the most part, see themselves in that light. And it, and that that's the production side of things. When you, you're producing things and oh. it looks beautiful and it's high quality yeah. uh, and it's solid and all of that sort of stuff. But... That you know, that I think think they seem to think that it's just it comes out of their hands, but it comes out of their brain and their experience, brain. and yes. you know, and that's worth a lot. Oh my goodness! I mean, I'm so glad builders get paid more now because um, again, it's you know, shining a light on that gift. It's an absolute gift, mm. and um, it's time to stop this really silly small. Conversation, um, yeah. yeah, and and honor honor your vocation, absolutely. You know, you love it. I mean, you know, when you see it at the end of a build, and you go like, "I did that. Yeah. That's my work of art. That's my work of love." Yeah. You know? um, wow. I mean, I'm like that with with a talk. You know, it's it's like I've got all these. Um, little babies, all these stories that that I gather from my wardrobe of thousands of stories to meet the brief of my client, and it's it's a work of love for me to go bang and give that to the people mm. afterwards, and then to see their faces. Yeah, I mean, this whole journey that you go on with people, you know, can last nine months, twelve months, longer. So it's a much longer experience than my one hour or 90 minutes or maybe three three hours and a half day. Yeah. So it's got to be set up beautifully where there's that respect for each other. There's agreements that you listen to each other, you know, because there might be some changes along the way. Um, um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably my, my younger son's worst client because I want to face Mount Wellington, which is due west, right? I just want to face Mount Wellington. I don't care about the ratings and the energy. He's got to get the number right. You know, in the afternoon. He's got it up to seven, and and our costs are going up and up and up as, (laughs) you know, because mum wants to face Mount Wellington. But yeah, he's got the number to seven, and we're not on on, on, uh, water. We're not on sewerage. So he's got all of these wonderful things, you know, there to give us pure water through nine filters. 
And this beautiful builder we've chosen is on fire about it. He, mm. he, he's loving Daniel's interpretation of my desire. And I say mine because I'm um, 68 and I've never chosen a house. This is our family joke, everybody. My husband has always, through circumstances, found the house and bought the house or the unit. And I've been, you know, you in space or I've been somewhere else or I flew down and, you know, checked 10 houses, but the sale fell through. So we got this one instead, you know. So <laughs> this is kind of mum's moment, you know, that I'm actually going to have a house that, that I really want, you yeah. know, and to yeah. have a partnership with your architect and your builder is, is just beautiful, yeah. you know. And, and our builder, we chose him too because his values are so great. His reputation um, is out there in the world. People tell us about him and he's kind to his apprentices, mm. you know. Now, that speaks wonders. So that's part of his reputation. Yeah. You know, what are people saying about you when you do your initial pitch? Give the client that information. You know, I'm highly regarded in the industry because I love training up my apprentices to be the best they dare to be. Yeah. So, you know, not only are you getting my years of experience, you're getting my wonderful apprentices, you know, yeah. and I will pass on your love affair to them yeah. so that they're going to love coming to work every day. Now, you mentioned yeah, uh, a little speaking. while ago, you mentioned uh, a listening agreement and Lee has put a question in there, listening agreement in in quotation marks, <laughs> uh, yeah. love it. Can explain what you mean by a listening agreement because I thought that was a wonderful term myself. Yeah. It's, well, it's something that my husband and I did with our kids when they, was, when they were little was we actually had that conversation where we said we want to listen to you and if you see us not listening to you, will you tell us, please? Because parents get very busy, you know, we're doing stuff and go, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I remember Toby was telling me one of his 99th movie stories one day and I'm going, hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And he said, Mum, you're not listening. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, darling. Uh, yeah, you're right, I wasn't. Run it past me again. You know, and, I, and then we said to them, and we want you to listen to us. So if we see you're not listening, we will make sure you know, we get listening from you. So adults don't do that. We expect people to be listening, but we're not brave enough to say this is a listening agreement where we want to listen to you and we want you to listen to us. You know, if you've changed your mind halfway through and the building permit just won't allow that, you've got to listen to what we've done along the way to try and fix that for you but there's an impasse and we actually can't do that now. So rather than being angry about it, just to listen civilly, yeah. you know, because there will be some rocky patches in any build, um, but it's just there in that initial contract or, you know, with your an agreement that just you have over and above all of your, your legalese to say this is the way our company works. Yeah. We love, we're a relationship building company, you know, and we've remained great mates and friends with all of our clients because we listen to each other. It's one of our greatest skills. Yeah. You know, the the, the listening side of things, um, I mean, you mentioned that the legal thing and I, I, I... 
I guess you have to have it in in this day and age, all of the legal stuff. But even even with us, um, you know, with 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 black belt, we've only mm. just introduced um, a we call it the the builder's business black belt success insurance policy. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, um, yeah. And we we uh, gave it to all of our members at the last intensive. It's not worth the paper it's written on, but what it does is it it's got a list of things that our members uh, should expect from us. We should deliver this, 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 this. You know, we got a list about that long of the things that we need to deliver. And on the other side of the page, it's this is what yeah. we expect from you. You know, you've you've got to participate. You've got to ask questions. When when you're stuck, you've got to put your hand up. All of these sorts of things. And yes. and if we all agree to deliver what's expected of each other. The success is guaranteed, yeah. And uh, I think you can have a similar thing in in uh, a building business. As I said, the, it's not worth the paper it's written on. But I think what you're saying is, if you can establish that trust, that connection, that rapport, that belief in each other, and clear communication right at the start, you never yeah. have, really ever have to rely on the legal side of things it never ever comes up because there's so much understanding and so much there's so much of a high balance in each other's emotional bank account you can make a withdrawal here and there and there's still a good balance in there yeah it's just decency yeah you know we, we they're fundamental values everything that i'm saying and you're saying gets back to just fundamental uh, decency, the, the the values of the 1950s. I don't care how much whiz-bang technology you have, you can never get rid of those underlying values. You know, the companies that, that I most admire have the guts to have agreements like that. There's a strata management company, Brighton Duggan in Sydney. They have a code of etiquette for their staff. Yeah. And one Brilliant. is um, if I'm going to be late, I will have the manners to, to ring somebody at the office and say I'm going to be late. Yeah. And just manners. Um, they have another <laughs> thing that they Never eat thought. lunch with with a different person every day because then they find out about that person's life and understand, you know, like um, finding out about your client and their circumstances. You, you have the most intimate relationship during that build. Mm. Um, so it's really important that you know about their circumstances if that's appropriate. You know, you can push in too much. But, um, you know, so that you're empathetic if they uh, are having some sort of upheaval, if they've got a sick child or whatever's going on in their life. Do you reckon you can uh, push in too much? Because I, I was, Julie mm. seems to want at the bed and the, the, the Airbnb that we've got up the road, she, she seems to think that it's, it's good service <laughs> when you kind of creep into their bedroom early in the morning and wake <laughs> them up with, here's your cup of tea and your bacon and eggs, and they go, holy shit, who are you? Is that no, too much? Julie, stop. <laughs> That's so lovely. You know that listening agreement we were talking about? <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot of people when they get married, you know, they've, they've flicked that love, honour and obey mm. because it's like nobody tells me to obey. The actual meaning behind the ancient word obey, the translation is actually love, honour and listen, listen to. Mm. So we've actually thrown that out now because of certain, you know, people getting their Ants in their pants. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it was it's it's been there, you know, for a long, long, long time. Just listening agreements and promises. Yeah. Mm. Now we've gone way over time. I don't care. 
as long as you don't. But uh, just in wrapping it up, we have had uh, a, a request. Yeah. Wayno, so I'm not. Sure, I'm sure you remember Wayno, Wayno and Lee from Warwick yes, and Abil. Yes. yes. Uh, so Lee was talking about the listening agreement. Wayno says he's got kids listening, and yes. they need a Blinky Bill voice. <laughs> and what are Wayne's children's names? Uh, Wayne, you've got me there. I do know them. Right. And, well, I'll just I've do just a generic got a mental, blink. Okay. Mental blank. Sorry, Wayne. Okay. You ready, Wayne? Here we go. I have to say to your children that um, I had to teach Blinky how to speak because he's a koala and koalas just make this hideous sound. They go, <laughs> So when he got his TV show, I had to teach him how to speak, okay? So um, he copies me. So this is how I taught him. G'day, my name is Blinky Bill and I'm Australia's most mischievous koala and my favourite word in the whole wide world is extraordinary. <laughs> and to the girls and boys listening, you are all extraordinary and by crikey, it's almost bedtime. <laughs> so I'm going to go to bed soon as soon as I have a gum leaf smoothie. <laughs> so good night, sleep tight. And don't let the bugs bite. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> um, it was uh, now they've sent to embarrass me. The kids' names Riley and Cooper, which I knew, but you know when you get put on the spot and you have a mental blank. Thank you very much for that. That's made apparently there's a oh. bunch of children watching, which is kind of <laughs> bizarre for our Builders Problem Solve podcast. <laughs> Well, I hope that the children all got the point about the listening agreements too. So you've got to listen to your parents yes. and your teachers and, uh, and um, get them to make sure that, you know, they're listening to you too because yeah. it's really, really important. It's the most yeah. wonderful thing, this hole in your face here and these holes here are very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting lots of thank yous coming through. Thank you so much with lots of zeros, hugs, kisses, all of that sort of stuff. Oh, thank you. It's been um, lovely. I wish we had more time. Well, yeah. we can do this again uh, when you're available, I'm sure, now that you've got the diva ring light going. I yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. You can't see the bags as, as much now, can you? Look at that. <laughs> Uh, because it's just so much, so much fun chatting with you. Uh, I can't <clears throat> thank you enough for, for putting your time aside and sharing your knowledge and your passion and your enthusiasm with this group. These guys just love it. Uh, uh, and we'd love to have you back again talking about, um, you know, some, some more stuff that helps us with our, our mental and emotional management uh, it's it's so important in building a business. I think a lot of people tend to just think about the the systems and the procedures and the businessy stuff. But you know, my belief, and I'm sure yours is, until and unless the the builder, the owner of the building business, is right, the business will never be right. That's right. Can I just share? Look, recently in Brisbane, I was returning my hire car, and the guy checking the car was going, "Ah, shit." all over me, spray everywhere. And he yelled out to his mates, I'm allergic to work. And his mates yelled out, so are we. And I thought, what a wonderful customer experience. Yeah. And because nobody had trained this bloke when he woke up in the morning because he probably said, I'm going to work, I'm going to work. They didn't train him to say, I'm going to serve. 
I'm going to make somebody's day, I'm going to listen, I'm going to build, I'm going to create, I'm going to succeed, I'm going to grow my business. Um, it's, it's really about you every day before you get out of bed knowing what your purpose is. You know, and if you don't know why you're getting out of bed, have a little sleep in. <laughs> and stay there until you know. And some of you might get a little sleep in for the first time in your lives, you know, because um, it's just a simple check thing to every day. Why am I getting out of bed? I'm going to, and then fill in the, the little blank there. And it's so easy It's uh, to, to be. We make it very complicated and become human reactings, mm. but it's much easier to be human beings. So it's just a great little practice every day. And for the girls and boys watching too, you know, every day when you get out of bed, I'm going to, you know, be my best at school. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be curious. Mm. Oh, it's, what, it's what was that, the word. Is that, mm. is that? I heard a fax go then. <laughs> it was, a, I just had a little idea. That's what it was. <laughs> Don't tell me you've got a fax. No, no, somebody texted me and that is, is keyed up to my computer. So oh, it's a, it's a I didn't mute the computer because I need to hear you, see. So you heard <laughs> ping. No, no, it came across in my earpiece like a fax and I thought, ah, she must be getting a, a job sent through. No, no I, I just wanted to clear your sinuses. Are you oh, better now? Yeah, yeah. One of, my ear, one of my eyes is watering, but I should be good soon. Yeah, okay. Okay. So again, thank you, thank you very much for uh, for for being with us. I really hope we can do this again. I hope we can catch up in person in the not too distant future. You know, maybe before Chrissy, so we can have lunch or something. Catch up. That would be wonderful. Yep. Hear your latest um, Airbnb story, which I almost had a coronary listening to the last one, Julie. So keep them coming, darling. Yeah. Burst in on those people with the cuppers in the morning. You yeah. you, <laughs> you make me laugh. You're a beautiful couple. She doesn't do that. But- <laughs> She's thinking about it. <laughs> what do you think of this idea? <laughs> Very good. Okay, everybody. So, folks, thank you for uh, for being with us. Um, we'll be back again next Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. for another Builders Problem Solve. So if you've got any specific questions you want to have answered about er- any area of your, your building business, just pop them in the comment sections. Send them through uh, Messenger or Carrier Pigeon, whatever. Post a letter. I don't know whether you still know how to do that, but you can, you can do that if you want to uh, and get your uh, questions through. Uh, Lee Preston has just given you a, a kiss, Robin. A yeah. kiss with a little set yeah. of lips in the Thank comment you. section. I got it. (laughs) She's obviously enjoying it. So thanks, everybody, for watching, and uh, we'll be back next week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was useful. And that is it for us this week. Bye for now. (laughs) 